Welcome to Nuria's Mastermind. This podcast is a place where success and fulfillment meets. A space where I invite guests from all walks of life who have succeeded at a high level in a specific area. A space where we will share their champion stories, including the wins and the highs, but also the lows and the challenges, yet how their passion and consistency inspire them to keep pushing forward and creating major breakthroughs in their lives. Also sharing our why, sharing what fulfills us, because what's life about without enjoying the journey? Please subscribe, share, and rate us. My intention for all of our listeners is to be inspired into taking action to live the life that you truly desire. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to have this specific episode. I want to welcome you all today, and I want to introduce to you my friend and someone who's very, very special to me, Raquel Leoda. Hello. is here with us today. Welcome, Raquel. Thank you. I, when you walked into my office this morning, I just like, it just brightened up my day. Oh. And that's something you've always had is your presence and just the way you, you show up in the world. It's just this bright light. And um, that's definitely your gift, you know? And, you. and then I got to meet her little baby. Oh, yeah. Who's how old? He's 18 months this week. 18 months and he's such a stud. I totally <laughs> fell in love. <laughs> I was like in tears, you guys. That's how ridiculous I was of just seeing this little being. And especially knowing Raquel's story, which we'll get into. It just made me so, so happy for you. And he's so beautiful. And your Thank husband, you. Tom, who's like such an incredible man. Right. Totally um, left out with that. <laughs> well, you both did. You both did. Um, but guys, I, I can go on and on about Raquel. So Raquel and I met uh, by Shannon, who's my team leader here at the company. And we were hiring for someone for an assistant position. And she had worked with you many years previous to that. So you came in, we interviewed you, we hired you. And um, that's really how our relationship began. And then... Um, like I mentioned a little bit before, it was so easy to know that Raquel wasn't the person to bring over because from the moment I met her, she's just smile, the biggest smile that you've ever seen, just a bright light. Her eyes are just glowing always. Like she's such a, she's just such a wonderful, beautiful person. And um, so it was very easy for us to make that decision. And then, so we got to spend some months together and, um, you know, until everything happened, but I, you know, I'm in awe of you of just, uh, how you always have had this beautiful mindset and this beautiful spirit and outlook in life. And then you had a very tragic moment happen to you. And then, um, seeing how you handled, uh, such a traumatic situation and, uh, what, what ended up being on the other side of it was, is so impressive to me. And so to me, you're like such an inspiration and such a beautiful story that I feel should be told. And so thanks for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been nice to, this is an awesome opportunity for me to finally like have a platform to share that with people. So thank you. I'm excited. Yes. yes. So yeah, thank you for the vulnerability and, uh, you know, being, in some ways, like ready to express some of this with the world. And so um, your bravery in it is definitely honored. Thank you. Yeah. 
So Raquel, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your story in life? (laughs) So uh, like Nudia said, I had actually been working at Ovation for about a year, I think before it happened, Um, was so excited to go on a vacation. Um, It was in March of 2017. Uh, We uh, were planning to go on this like two week long cruise. We planned it for like two years. We were so excited and excuse me. And we were we had got there, we took a red-eye flight, so we were all a little tired and kind of a little out of it. And then we woke up and we were all excited. We're like, oh, let's go. There's this nice like seafood restaurant down the street. We're gonna go get to dinner, have some food. Super best seafood I've ever had though. So it's like, okay, it was kind of worth it in the end. <laughs> oh my god. So she, we, she had a great meal. Yes, we had a great meal, which is good because we needed it for what was to come. <laughs> but um we our we were waiting to come back home and, or go back to the hotel. And there was a pretty long wait for us to get like even an Uber or like the taxi. I think it was like 45 minutes. And we're like, it's only like a mile and a half, two miles for us to go like back to our hotel. I'm like, we could just walk it. We're going to be on a cruise eating lots of food. We could use the exercise, you know, one of those, yeah. like, we'll just walk it. Um, so we start walking and, um, you know, just some crazy, like little prefaces that like stick out to me still like looking back because it's been four years now. And um, we were walking and uh, there was actually my whole family. So uh, at the front, my little brother, Tyson, and then it was my mom and dad. And then Tom and I were walking. My little sister was a little closer to a fence that was on the side of, and we're walking next to a road. So there's like a sidewalk and grass and that. And then my older brother, we're only about 11 months apart. He had actually stopped to tie his shoe when everything happened. Um, but before we were walking, usually my husband always stands on the side of the road where like the cars come, you know, mm-hmm. and for some reason we weren't walking like that. So I just had this like impression where it was like, Hey, will you just switch my spots? You know, I didn't think anything of it. And then it was probably like 30 seconds later is when we were hit by this drunk driver and he was going, I think they said it was like 75 in a 35 mile per hour, you know, zone. Wow. And, um, we were actually, so traffic comes this way, we're going that way. And he was going this way completely crossed over like the two lanes of traffic and just plowed into our whole family and at first I didn't really know what was happening obviously like I heard my mom say oh my gosh there's a car coming but it was so fast I didn't even have time to like look behind me to see what was going on um and he just like I just remember getting hit by rocks and then I fell down and I remember like sitting up and I grabbed my head, like, what the heck just happened? You know, I was yeah. so disoriented. Oh my gosh. And my mom, like I said, my brother was ahead of me, like my little brother, he's like, he was 10 at the time. And my little sister was 12. And my mom said, your brother's hurt. You know, he's not moving, you know, come up, we need to go check on him. And I remember like trying to stand up and I was like, that's where I can't stand up. Like I could not fit. So I looked down and I was like, verbatim I was like I can't I don't have a foot like I just oh my god I didn't even like didn't have time to be sarcastic like I normally am but I just was like oh my gosh it's not there like it didn't really even process really yeah and I just had this voice that was like it's okay just lay down and I was like all right whatever so I just oh laid gosh. down and I said that to my family my mom's like you what so then Tom my husband <clears throat> he runs back to come and check on me and he's like you know, we were just so confused, obviously. And I was yeah. like, you know, he's like, man, everyone's just trying to even comprehend yeah, process what just happened. Right. And yeah. luckily adrenaline kicked in for most of the family. Yes. We're like, let's just take care of it. <clears throat> and, um, 
when it happened, my husband, he's like my little Superman. So cute. Like rips off his like shirt, wraps it around my leg and is just holding it, you know? And, um, I remember like, I just kept saying, it's okay. I'm calm. Like it was the weirdest feeling to have. And I was like, had all these like, okay, is this like when I die type moments where I'm like, okay, is this like the end for me? Like, then you're doing like a mental checklist. Did I do this? Did I do like, did I live a good enough life? Like Aww. you're, you know, all these yeah. like things. And I remember asking about my little brother, my little brother and I have kind of like a special bond. We're kind of like, they call us like little soulmates type thing as far as like, we're the same person, just different bodies. And we're like <laughs> 14 years apart. But um, I just remembered like asking like, Hey, how's he doing? You know? Cause I mean, they're like, we're quite a bit apart, but I just remember kind of being like a second mom growing up. And I was like, if something happens to him, I want to be there first. Like, I don't want him to be, you know, I don't want him to be there before me. And so I want to be there if something, you know, I want to be the one to welcome him or what, I don't know what I was thinking, you know? So I just kept asking my family, like, how's Tyson doing? Is he okay? Is he breathing? And they're like, don't worry about him. Like, how are you? I'm like, I'm fine. Like I, you know, it was so weird. It was like total out of body. Like I was just like, it's okay. I'm I didn't feel any pain right then. It's like, no, I'm fine. I just like, I'll be okay. You know? And my husband's down there holding my legs and I'm such a hopeless romantic. I'm like, if these are my last moments, I want you to be holding me. So he comes over and he's just holding, you know, and I'm just, I, I think right, I, you're, you don't even know what, yeah, and you're like, like I don't want to you know miss. you're really hurt and yes. but you don't know what else is probably yeah, going and it was on like, too. If something happens to me, I want it to be you holding me, you know? Um, but, and like I said, I mean, now back up, maybe, maybe like a couple minutes we were walking. There was actually a police car that drove past us. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he saw us on the side of the road. Well, when all of this happens, my dad's calling 911. He didn't, we don't know where we're at. I mean, we're in a different state. And he's like, I know this is the restaurant we were at. We're right in this street. That's like, we hadn't even gotten like a half a mile, a mile away, maybe a half a mile, not very far. Um, but this police officer that drove past us heard the dispatch report. And he's like, I just saw that family. That's not where they were at. So thankfully he was actually the one that called back in and said, no, they're actually right here. Wow. So they were able to get an ambulance to us. Like, so really quick. I mean, obviously I didn't have the best time management or know what time, you know, how long it had been. But, um, so when the ambulance came, um, they had one for my little brother, they had one for me. And I just, my mom was so sweet, like, you know, cause we're a pretty religious family. And she was like, you know, I want you guys to make sure that my daughter gets this blessing before she leaves. Like, and I remember these like two paramedics, right? Excuse me, what? Like, she's going to die. Like, yeah, we you want her to have a blessing. And yeah. my mom's like, no, I know this is what she needs. So it was a really cool, like spiritual experience for like our faith in that to have this blessing yeah. and just, just the comfort that I felt for it. And then, um, that's when they had actually put me on a gurney, I guess, and like actually tourniquet my leg. And that was the first time I felt like any pain. I think it was just finally like them cutting it. But he's like, if it would have been, I think they said even like two to three minutes later with how bad that was, he goes, you could have bled out, you know? So you just like are so grateful for the timing that like, you just, things don't just happen. I'm starting to learn this, you know? But I mean, like I said, if that police car hadn't drove past, or if we hadn't have had the, you know, the ambulance come in time, what could have happened then, you know? So anyway, we go to the hospital and, um, my little brother's in one room and my, like, bless my dad's heart. So he rides with us both, right? My mom had to stay back with the gentleman that hit us and the police, all that fun stuff. 
So my dad, imagine as a father, he's in between two operating rooms with both of his, his kids, yes. just hoping, you know, cause my little brother, sorry, I didn't really say that he, um, bless his heart. He had like a collapsed lung. He had a broken ankle. I mean, he, I like, remember he was in bad shape. Yeah, he well. was in bad shape. They had, we think it was probably the fender of the car, like kind of just scooped out a lot of the soft tissue in like his knee. Thank goodness it didn't hit muscles or bones or anything. So it was just this big gaping hole though on a 10 year old. And so, and his lungs were like, he had, but he had bruises and cuts all like he was just thrown like a little pretzel. So it's, that was hard, you know, just seeing the condition he was in. So they actually put him in like a medically induced coma to try and give his body some time to like heal. Oh, wow. But with mine, so what we found was that he had actually, the gentleman that hit us actually hit a straight sign. And that stop sign is like, it just totally cut it completely off my foot. That's all oh my God. So it was that it was that like, there was literally no foot there. Woof. Right. Wow. <laughs> Here's Raquel though. I'm like, I just want some new Nikes. Where is my husband? Oh my <laughs> God. I was so sad. Like, Honestly, I remember but, you saying all the kinds of funny oh things and making gosh. like light of it. And I just, you that is just exactly what I'm yes. talking about. Just thank you. Your, your lightness about it. You're making the best out of it, even though you were in excruciating pain. I know for so long. Right. Oh. And just that recovery was just horrible. And I, but just again, you're, you're, you stayed Thank as you. positive, I think, as anyone could have ever. I think that's the only thing I really had to hold on to, you know, because mm. I was just like, if I have to be in this hospital bed, if I ha- like the only thing I have control over is the way I react to that, you know, wow. which is pretty powerful when you're like, okay, I can't control what the doctors do. I can't control what's already happened. All I can control now is the way I respond to this, you know, which right. was empowering where I was like, okay, if I'm going to have to hobble around here. I better have a smile, you know, or something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I remember they, uh, they gave my parent bless her heart. My mom like brought my little foot in a bag to the paramedic. It was like, here it is. Like, just, you don't realize, but you're like, okay, if you've got it, you can reattach it. It will be fine. Yeah. Um, they ended up saying like, Hey, if we attach, like it would not give her the quality of life that she would have. They're like prosthetics are so advanced now that they're like, you know, she, she would have a club foot. If I tried to attach that, he goes, she wouldn't have any function. And probably in a year or two, when she's tired of it, she would just get it amputated anyway. So I'm really grateful for my parents and my husband that had to make that decision. I don't know that I could do that. Cause you think like aesthetically, like, no, I want to have like, what looks like foot there, you know? Yeah. So I'm grateful that they had the trust and the knowledge to do that. And that they took my best care in, you know? And yeah. then, uh, so I was in Florida for probably, I think it was like three or four days. And then they kind of gave me the option. They're like, okay, if you can't, like, you can either do rehab at home or you have to do rehab here. That was the two other, we can't just like send you home. And so we like got things okay with my brother so that we could all leave on the same flight. And we took, um, look like Delta was awesome. Little plug for Delta. They came like (laughs) bumped us up to like first class. I had like a little suitcase that they let me like put my little nub on so that it wasn't like, cause that was what was weird. Like for me, laying flat was like the least painful, but as soon as like any kind of like blood flow got down there, the pain was just insane. So to have it like as like flat as possible. So they were, you know, super awesome with that. My mom was my little nurse, like gave mm-hmm. me my medicine, you know? So I just had an awesome support network. Like I'm grateful that we were all together because I think it would have been that much harder. Like if it was just my husband and I that had gone on vacation, you know, but to have that much like family support for 
not only me, but for my husband too. Like he was always like, he was there the entire time. And you know how fun it is sitting in a hospital room, you know? So for him to just have like, where he could trade shifts with people and just kind of get a break for a yeah. minute, it was, it was a huge blessing. So we're grateful for that. And then I took a flight here and then I was up at the university of Utah for three, three weeks doing rehab up there, which was basic. Most of it was like more occupational therapy. Like, Hey, how do you shower now? Or how do you hop mm-hmm. around your house and be safe? And, you know, and then getting used to using a wheelchair all the time. Like, you know, it was just totally different wheelhouse than what I was expecting, you know, yeah. but <clears throat> I was really grateful for the doctors there. I mean, I had really good care. Um, and then I was just kind of sent back home and it was like, okay, now I have to figure out how to get around my house that has stairs. And I think I remember, um, when I did get home, I had done some of the rehab and I remember like, I was pretty good about not like, why did this happen to me? You know, I'm like, I don't ever want to be that like, why me type thing. And I remember I was trying to go up the stairs and I think I fell. And I just remember like crying and I was like, I just need to know why this happened, you know, or what I'm supposed to do with this now. You know, and looking back, I think just realize, you know, all you think about is like, oh, I'm in a wheelchair now. This is the rest of my life. Not realizing like, okay, be patient. You'll get a prosthetic, you know, but like all you can see is like right then. And it's like, I hate this. I can't, you know, I've lost all my independence. I can't go out of the house by myself. And, you know, and I remember like one your whole life changes and yes. And and you're like in a a second. Now, what do I do? I remember like one moment that like, like a raw moment for us was my husband was taking me um, we had just got back to our house and I was using a walker and just like forgot. I didn't have a foot, like just forgot. And so I like went to walk and totally fell on the ground. So stupid. <laughs> and I just, I mean, my husband, anybody that knows my husband, he's pretty beefy. And I remember we were like, just both rot. And I remember him this dude taking a wheelchair and throwing it across my garage. Cause we were just like, so beside ourselves, you know? And he yeah. was just like, I'm so sorry this happened, you know, and he felt so bad, like, and not knowing he had all this like survivor's guilt. Cause remember I had asked him like, Hey, will you switch me spots? You know? Oh, right. And he's like, it should have been me. And I just remember like grabbing him and saying, Hey, I need you to have faith that like, it was supposed to happen exactly how it did, you wow. know, because my husband, you know, he plays football and he's very active and he was the breadwinner and works construction. And I was like, my life is not as affected as your life would be, you know, like Mm -hmm. I can still cheer you on from the sidelines in a wheelchair, you know, like you can't play the sports that you play with that. You know what I mean? You could technology is great, but do you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. 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 So I remember like, wow, that was kind of a big, like turning point for both of us where, you know, cause he had been, and I didn't realize that had been Mm -hmm. carrying all this guilt. Like it was supposed to be me. And I was like, wait a minute, you don't get to do that. Like We're in this together, you know? So I think that helped both of us kind of reset our mindset and like, okay, we're in this together. So that was, you know, just one of our, our many breaking moments. Yeah. Although a breaking moment, but what breakthroughs you had. Yes. Breakthrough is a better word from, from it. Like I can only, you know, I could only imagine just from both sides, just feeling the, all the emotions, all the pain, right. You know, and then having to not only deal with the physical, physical, like suffering, but also mentally, emotionally, you're kind of like, um, did you feel that a part of you was like grieving? Yes. Some sort of like part of you or a part of life. Yes. And I'm so glad you said that one of the best like breakthroughs that I had in like a rehab or like, you know, rehabilitation is I had this one, um, she was like a neurologist, but was more of like a physical therapist, but she's like, 
you have to give your body time to like grieve what it's lost. And like, you know, if you talk about like the energy that goes through your body, like it's all connected. So, and I actually had really bad nerve pain, which is the best way to describe it is like when your foot falls asleep and that tingling. Okay. And you know, when you step down and it gets more like, that's what happens all day long. It's literally, it drives you crazy. Right. Yeah. And they told me they're like, it's kind of like static on a radio when you're like trying to like dial it in and you kind of just get these statics there like, until your body can like dial in or realize that it's gone. It's just going to get a stronger signal until it can just erase almost it. like accepted that yeah. it's no longer there yeah so that was where I was like okay and I remember trying medication and tens therapies and you know meditation and I just like could not get it under control and because of that I ended up having two revision surgeries to try and like chase the problem and what they ended up doing is they take your nerve like so my first surgery I ended up having where like I started having like bone growth so it was like it's not pretty. I guess my leg was trying to grow back and not very successful. Oh my it's gosh. So weird. Isn't that though incredible that yes. the human body, what yes. it tries to do. I'm fascinated. Oh yeah. And that's what they said there, right? Because you were healthy when it happened, you didn't like, I didn't like a lot of people that like lose if they're diabetic or they have a cancer, yeah. your body kind of like disassociates it from it. So, it, you know, sometimes it can do better when it gets amputated. But they're like, because you were otherwise healthy, your body's still trying to figure out where it went or how it can get it back. And I was like, oh, that like mm-hmm. that not even like dawned on me, you know? I was so like, incredible. Okay. So then I had, like I said, I had awesome doctors up at the U and they ended up trying to take like some exploratory surgery where they took the nerve endings and basically tried to like plug it into like my bone. I know that sounds weird, but they would drill little holes in the bone. And they're like, it's kind of like a vacuum where you have to plug it in because now you're giving that nerve ending that's really sensitive, that's causing the nerve pain, you're giving it some kind of input, right? So it can work with something. And I tried that and it, I think it helped a little bit, but I think over time, like your body becomes less of like more accepting of it. Like that they're like, okay, this is just part, like I still have nerve pain all the time, you know, but it's not as debilitating as it was before. Cause before Mm -hmm. I was like, I just can't even focus. That's all I'm thinking about all day long, you know? So I'm like over time, I mean, it's been four years, but I feel like my body's finally like, okay, we understand it's not here anymore, but we're still kind of trying to figure things out, you know? Yeah. Just allowing it to do its thing. But I mean, it is, the body is incredible, you know? And I've just been like, so grateful that I like, I haven't had many complications as far as that. Like I had a couple of revision surgeries, but other than that, I haven't had much like tissue breakdown, which a lot of amputees experience, you know, or other things. So I'm very grateful for that, you know, but I remember right when it happened, you know, back to kind of what you were talking about, like, did you feel like you were grieving? Then there's that mental aspect where I was like, I want to have kids, you know? And I was like, my husband and I had been actively like trying to have kids for, you know, six, seven years. And it was just like, yeah, you had a vision of like, you had this like dream of what you wanted. Yeah. And now you're like, okay, now I've got to go back to square one or how does this fit into my plan now? You yeah. know, but I just remember like, you know, okay, what are my kids going to say? You know, okay. My mommy doesn't have this, you know, unvein me. I'm like, what, what is my picture going to look like when they draw me? Is it going to have a regular foot or is it going to have a robot leg, you know, or, yeah. you know, but there's like mental you know what, though, I'm, I'm so glad you bring that up because I think it's so important. First of all, and I just want to touch base real quick on the part where you're talking about how you had your breakdown moments of like, why is this happening and questioning and getting mad and upset. And so did your husband. And 
and like, but it's healthy. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I can't even imagine going, trying to go through something like that and not allowing those emotions to yes. come out. Yes. And, and on top of that too, is you didn't get stuck there. Like That's you allowed, true. you allowed for the anger to come in, the frustration, the hurt, the pain, but you, you never stayed there. Yeah. Like you guys both were like, okay, we're going to allow this. We're going to accept this. And like, how do we move forward together Yeah, for a better life? life? with this you. you know like that's so beautiful I had never thought of it like that so beautiful but thank you because some people try to suppress emotions and yeah. you know pretend like it's not there so I just I'm so in awe by you guys that you allowed it to come out and flow through you and you didn't let you didn't stay there you really like are like okay now we felt it let's like yes. move on right and then same thing with you know you like envisioning this life and you're thinking of all these things, but I'm so glad you bring it up because this is the truth, mm-hmm. you know, like this is actually what, where people's thoughts go. Yeah. And I think anyone in your position would have thought of all these things. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, For sure. of course I would have been thinking, what am I going to look like? What are my kids like? Yes. So I'm so glad you bring it up because it's just so organically authentic. Yes. Well, and I, I think that was the biggest, like, breakthrough one of them that I had was like being vulnerable with people I mean because here I am going through Walmart Smith's whatever on my little cart because I can't get around <laughs> and I was like first like offended at how well not offended just like bothered maybe at all these people that were like oh my gosh what happened to your leg and I was like one it's none of your business but then like I took a step back and I was like okay this is why we're on this earth right is to connect with people mm. and like connections are what drive us to do different things, try different things, you know, be a better person. And I really, you know, I remember at the beginning, I was, you know, most of it was like, okay, I know I only have 15 minutes that I can get through this store before I'm in so much pain. I'm going to lose it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, here I am trying to hustle through on my little, and everyone's like, Hey, and you're like, no, <laughs> I, I don't have time to, talk <laughs> I was to like, come with. And I, I remember like, after like the third time, I was like, just come with me. I've got to keep doing my thing, but yeah, you can ask your questions, but I'm going to keep <laughs> oh my gosh. You're amazing. <laughs> You're so sweet. But I remember there was one lady and I was, I was getting a, maybe it was a birthday card or something for someone. And I was already kind of emotional and it was just me. I remember I was like, okay, I'm going to do this by myself because I'm this independent. And <laughs> this lady comes and talks and she was like one of the like card stalkers, you know, or like the ones that restock cards. And she was like, can I just ask you what happened here? You know, can I ask? And I was like, yeah. And I just kind of told her the longer you, it's been, it's kind of like, here's my little elevator speech on what happened. I can <laughs> just like get through it really quick. Right. <laughs> Two sentence cuts down. Yeah. I was like, yes, you probably don't want the whole story, but this is what I can yeah. do, you know? And we had this really cool experience where she just shared like a life experience that she had totally unrelated, but just wanted someone to feel like she could connect with. Wow. And I was like, Raquel, what are you doing? Like right now, I wasn't working then. And I was like, I literally have nothing better to do. You know, I was like, but the fact that I was able to give this lady 10 minutes of my time didn't wow. cost me anything, but made it. And she was like, I just can't tell you how much I really needed that today. And the more wow. that like I started like trying being more open or more approachable, maybe, and responding to people versus like, um, I've got my stuff to do, you know, and like we normally are in the hustle and bustle of things, but then to like take time and be like, hey, just smile at that person that's struggling in the store. They probably need it more than you do right then, you know, mm. or 
so but it really helped me like connect with people on a different level where I was like and then I started feeling like it helped me kind of like get a better mindset where I was like oh I'm glad I don't have that problem does that make sense where yeah. they're like you know people will be like oh I'm you know I don't know how you do it as an amputee and then I started going back to these people I was like I don't you know when I talked to a friend that lost a child I was like I couldn't do that you know like and I mean we were talking about for a while that when it happened, Tom and I had been married for about five years. So we could have had like a four-year-old, you know, two, we could have mm-hmm. had a couple kids there. And at the speed he was going, we probably would have been like pushing a stroller. I'm like, our kids wouldn't have made it. And so mm-hmm. I always told Tom, I was like, maybe God knew, like I couldn't lose a child, but I could lose a limb. Oh my and gosh. that really like helped me like, sorry, look, I'm choked up. It kind of like just helped me like shift that mindset where I was like, somebody, you know, what, whatever you believe in, but a higher power knew what I needed more than what I thought I needed, you know, mm-hmm. cause I spent this whole time, like, why can't we have kids? And we tried all these medications. And honestly, I was so mad because right when we got in the accident, we had already been doing like fertility treatments. And I told my husband, I'm like, I'm so mad. We've spent all of this money. And now I have to put all of that on hold because somebody decided to drink drunk. And I'm like, that's not fair. You know? And my dad's like, you know, his quote that was always like, life's not fair, you know? And if you're waiting for that, you're going to be waiting a long time, Mm. you know? Wow. But I just remember thinking, and and it really kind of helped another breakthrough where it was like, okay, I'm just going to appreciate where I am in life and just go from there. Like I can't change the past. And quite frankly, I'm way too lazy to hold a grudge. Like I can't, (laughs) I can't stay in that. Like it, it doesn't feel good for me. And I mean, you know me where it's like, I, I was so worried about losing myself and my personality that I was like, that's who I am. That's all I have to hold on to, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's the biggest compliment I can get for people. They're like, oh, after everything you've been through, you're still you. And I was like, oh, good. I'm glad you still think Absolutely. that, you know, like, cause that's, yeah. that's what I pride myself in. And that's how I, you know, I grow is knowing like that I didn't let this, you know, cause I've met other amputees and they've been amputees longer than I am. And they are so bitter and they are so mad. And, you know, and they're like, well, how are you so positive about it? And I was like, cause the alternative is not fun for me. I don't yeah. want to sit there and be wow. like, yeah, I could be mad at him for, you know, hundreds of different things. I mean, it's been four years. We still haven't gone to trial on it. It's very frustrating, you know, but there's, there's never been any resolution for it. And I think instead of like focusing on that, just like, you know what, I, there's nothing I can do to change that, you know, and then just kind of taking each day by day and just really appreciating it. But at the same time, like living your life more purposefully. It really helped me when we would go to family gatherings. Like, I don't want to be on my phone the whole time, you know? Yeah. So I've known, like, there were lots of things where I was like, oh my gosh, I could have missed all of this, you know? So I remember like my husband, I'm sure it kind of looked weird. Cause I just would be like smiling at everybody. You were just generally just, happy to yes. just be there. Oh my gosh. Well, and just like going to lunch with a friend, like realizing how special and how, like what a treat that really is, you know? Wow. And so it really, do you think this all came because you almost lost like yes. your life? Like you and, just have this mm-hmm. super appreciation. Oh, a hundred percent. I like, I remember there have been prayers where I was like, thank you. Because it seriously set my life on a different path than I ever would have been on. And I don't know that I could have gotten the same result in an easier way. Does that make sense? You know? Yeah. So in a way I'm like, I'm, you know, my husband and I were even talking the other day. I'm like, you know, cause I'm like, okay, I could have this awesome career. I could have had all these amazing things. But then I tell Tom, like, but like at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. 
like I'm grateful for the relationships I have. Like my Absolutely. relationships are so much deeper and so much more meaningful yeah. and they mean something to me now, you know? So it's like when I text a friend out of the blue, like I'm genuine, I've genuinely been thinking about you for a week and I just wanted to say hi, you know, mm -hmm. but it really makes you just appreciate because you don't like, you hear it a million times, but like it could be gone tomorrow, you know? And when that finally comes to you, you're like, oh my gosh, I just want to absorb all of these moments, you know? And so that's where, like, I'm grateful right now yeah. that I get to stay home with my little Tomasi because I'm like, I get to watch you throw sticks and rocks, like things, like I just sit there and watch him because I'm like, <laughs> he's so happy, but I'm like, I waited so long for this, like, yes. and I almost didn't have that, you know? Yeah. So I, like I said, I, I, I feel like some things I've appreciated a little, like it's made me stop and appreciate them more because they could be gone in an instant and you have no control over that you know what a beautiful and powerful message right there you guys seriously like I don't know that anyone's ever delivered it that thank you. beautifully so thank you for that yes thank you I have to say that you know seeing your baby today and meeting little Tomasi today was just like seriously a joy and that's why I got emotional when I yes. you know for a minute because I know Right. the difficulties you've had even previous to the accident and um and just seeing you or family so happy and with your baby and that to me is a success story agreed yeah you know Thank what I you. mean like that is <laughs> right? so beautiful um in so many ways and so um you're seriously such an such an incredible person and I know that any listener who is, you know, listening right now, listener, listening, <laughs> anyone who's listening or viewing this eventually, just hearing your story, I know they're getting chills from just the power of your outlook and mindset about the whole thing. Thank you. And I kind of knew that from the beginning. Like I, I remember visiting I, yes, in the hospital yes. and I'm like, <laughs> no, you know, and, and I would try to bring some words of encouragement or whatnot, but I was like, you're going to do big things with this because yeah. of this, you know, and, and nobody else that has had a similar situation has the same story, like outlook oh, or positiveness you. or uh, encouragement from such a like tragic situation. So I'm serious. And you need to know that. And that's why I'm like, I need to get her on here, you know? And I know that this is probably going to be just a very first step of many other opportunities for you to be able to share your story because you have to, it's, yes. it's, um, so inspirational and super empowering to anyone that has had any difficult challenge in life, you know? Um, and so I'm just, I just have so much love and respect for you and I think you're absolutely incredible. You're teaching us so many lessons today. <laughs> Thank you. If you want, if you want a life coach, <laughs> just, a just start listening to Raquel, seriously. And I know that perhaps some people are going to want to, you know, continue following you and we can get around that, but I do want to touch a little bit more on your baby, you oh, know, yeah. like, so, so you had, you know, how long after you had, uh, the recovery yeah. before you were able to get pregnant and tell us a little bit oh, about that. Yes, way better, way more positive. <laughs> I like focusing. It's just one. a part of the story, <laughs> yeah. but it's so beautiful Love that it. it happened. That's what you so, wanted. Funny story with that. So um the initial amputee or amputation accident happened in 2017. I had a revision in 2018. 
And then I had another one in 2019. It was almost like March of every year. Okay. And then, so 2019, um, I was like starting to get, and I told my husband, like, I think it's time for us to like start doing IVF. And he's like, okay, <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> it's like, yeah. I like, I still wasn't working, you know, cause I felt like anytime, even having these thoughts of what am I going to look yeah. like? What are my kids going to think? And then and you're like, point, I'm like, you know what? They're, this is what they get. They get what they exactly. get. And, and, and they're so blessed to have you <laughs> yes. oh, as your, you. as their mom. I feel that's just very kind of you. Thank you. But, um, anyway, it was 2019. I remember I was like working with the fertility clinic. We had been working with them a little bit in 2018, as far as like doing like an egg retrieval, things like that. If anybody knows how the IVF process works, it's a process. <laughs> so we, um, went in 2019, we had everything ready and I was getting ready to implant. And then, um, actually what ended up happening, we were ready to implant the end of 2018. And sadly, my father-in-law passed away. Tom's dad passed away. Mm. And so, but we, it gave us this awesome opportunity to fly to Samoa, which we had always talked about doing. And it's a little easier when you don't have kids, you know? So we spent like three and a half weeks in Samoa, which was amazing and was a dream come true. And then came home Well, there's the Zika there. So then they're like, okay, you have to wait six more months. And I was like, all right, I guess we'll, in that meantime, we, I go like, I had like a yearly follow-up with my doctor to see how things were healing. And he goes, Hey, Raquel, like I've noticed some other growths coming, you know, like my nerves were trying to grow back. And he's like, I think we need to have another surgery. And I was like, I wanted to have baby, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So October is when we were in Samoa. This, then it's now March. I have this surgery <laughs> I'm, I'm there like, you know, recovering. I call the fertility clinic. I don't have a leg at this point. I'm just in a wheelchair. And I was like, do I have to be walking to do an implant? And they're like, what do you mean? I was like, like, do I have to, like, could you do it? Like if I'm in a wheelchair, you know, I'm like, at this point, I'm already like on bed rest, you know? Yeah. And they're like, well, no, not really. They're like, as long as like, you can kind of study yourself. So I kid you not, I got like a temporary prosthetic in, what was it? The end of May. And like the second week of June, we went and did an implant as I'm like walking with crutches, like put a baby in me. <laughs> well, I don't know what we were thinking, but I'm glad like it all worked out. Yes. Everything went so smooth. Like we could, it could not have worked out better for us. Wow. It was a like awesome implant. Everything took well. And then I had an awesome pregnancy with him. And then uh, we had him March 7th, which everybody knows was like a week before lockdown. And I thought I was going to have this big chunky baby. And so I had all these big clothes. He was itty bitty. So I could not find any newborn diapers. And it, it was, oh my God, I was just a hot mess. And then there was the earthquake and then there was all these things. All the and things. I was like, okay, what is happening? What we? we brought a child. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was yeah. just crazy. But at the same time, like, I'm kind of, I feel like I might be the reason we had this pandemic because my husband got like furloughed. So he stayed home and I was like, I don't know that I would have made it those first couple of months <laughs> if he wasn't there. So I'm like, okay. So it took us a couple months to, well, probably like six months to figure out what we were doing as a family. And now I'm like, okay, we're doing good. We've got this under control. So beautiful. So, and he's yeah. so gorgeous. I got to meet him. He hugged me guys a couple of times. I was so happy about it. Yes. And he has just beautiful smile, beautiful hair. So cute. Thank you. Congratulations. on. We think so, but it's nice to know. Well, that, that to me is you just, you just your belief, you know, like he was like, I'm, 
yeah, I'm going to continue living my life and finding a way. And this doesn't define you like your identity of who Raquel was before the accident and still is who you are. And I know that you, you know, that's, that's the truest compliment someone can give you, but that is the truth. Like you're not your leg, you're not your foot, you're not your hair, you're not, you're the spiritual being who is having a human experience. And the fact that you were able to like really understand that and that's what you always project, like you will continue being that big bright light that just shined on all of us today. Uh, Welcome to church today. Um, but no, thank you so much for sharing your story in detail and just taking us back there. I'm sure it's not very easy, you know, to revisit those things. And, um, I definitely, I definitely would love to hear that. end. and I know that there's going to be an end because there's always like justice needs to be there. Yes. Um, and it is hard to hear that there's still, in it um what's the latest update with that we were actually supposed to go to trial sometime this month and then I just got an email just yesterday and she's like yeah we're having some issues so it might be pushed back to like October November so it's just it's so hard COVID makes it hard because then yeah. we, like our, our my attorney's been really good where he um because it's actually I don't have a personal attorney it's actually the state of Florida that's going after this guy because they're like mm, this was like a public endangerment you know absolutely and um they're like, you know, there's uh, just, they want to make sure that we can have a, like an actual jury there versus a virtual jury because they're like, we need these people to see how this has affected your family, you yeah, know? Absolutely. And I've had a couple of my attorneys where they're like, Raquel, you need to not be so positive because they're like, they need to know you're struggling. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, can you come on court and not <laughs> like, justify normally like... <laughs> Stick to the painful, painful yeah, parts. The painful part. I'm like, I'll bring my walker oh, in. And I'm just like, that's so, that's so, so cute. Cause it's so what you would do. <laughs> well, They're coaching you like, please just say, take stick to this side of the story. Don't say this. Don't focus on this. Honey. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Um, yeah. But that has to come to a completion yeah. at some point. And I do, I do think it's so important that you are like detached from it. So it doesn't overwhelm your yes. life. You've chosen to continue to live your life and not give yeah. it a ton of energy. So your bitterness and anger right. and all those things focused Ugh. on that. Why would you want more of that? Yeah. So heavy. I think it's beautiful that you have. Um, and at the same time, like definitely there needs to be some justice there Yeah. for you and your family and everything you guys went through. And your brother, how's he doing? He's actually doing really good. He's playing football this year. Oh, so kids are so, so resilient. Yeah, he's, he actually did football that same year we got in the accident. Wow. So I'm like, kids are so resilient. And he's he's doing really good, though. So That's it's wonderful. been nice to just see that our whole family has still continued living. You know, we're yeah. trying not to let this change everything yeah. you know and didn't you guys end up going to a cruise yes we did because that was the whole plan obviously <laughs> it got completely ruined and then I remember you guys all yes. went on one and actually yes. did it and yeah then- special plug for Royal Caribbean they were so sweet they oh, gave us so like awesome. a paid in full voucher so we went a year later yeah and I remember we went snorkeling and one of the little guides from the island he's like oh you look like a little mermaid out there with your little fan <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> like, I'll take one of yeah, I'll, I'll be a mermaid. <laughs> but I was going to touch base just for a minute. You know, you've always been so good about like, you know, when you 
have something and then giving back, you know, and because of that, like you actually um, inspired me to go um, volunteer my time with the amputee coalition. So I'm actually a certified peer visitor and a lead advocate for them. So I get to talk to amputees all over the country. I mean, I worked with like five or six of them and it has been the best like healing experience for me because I get to talk to other like, and there's even been people that have been considering amputations and that, but it has been such a shift for me to be able to like help these people. And one of them, he will just call me and say, Hey, I just needed to talk to you because you're so happy, <laughs> you Aww, know, but it has yeah. been such an awesome opportunity for me to just feel like I'm giving back to a community that has really like taken me in and helped out. And yeah. so thank you for that. Cause I'm oh like, my oh, gosh. this is one of the things you've always like, kind of like always instilled working here. And so i wanted to make sure I did that. So thanks for your encouragement to do that. Oh my gosh, Raquel, you're wonderful. And I love that you're doing that. That's so So great. And I love how you said, like, it's also been very healing for you. Like not only are you helping other people heal, it's also creating more of that within you, which is so amazing. That compound effect of it, of it all. Yes. And, and so, okay. If, if somebody would love to continue maybe following your story or, you know, if perhaps they would want to maybe get a hold of you, is there some sort of email or how would you like yeah. for someone to perhaps reach out to? Either one, you know, I'm pretty flexible. I can like give you my phone number or whatever is easier. I can, you know, we could, if let's you not want. give her phone number. Yeah, like, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit like protective of her. <laughs> Girl, I'm not, we're not going to have people blowing you up. <laughs> But, you know, probably an email or even social media, whatever yeah. you. So I did just set up a Twitter. Just you yesterday. did? Yes. Wow. For the Amputee Coalition, I was doing some oh, stuff for them. Awesome. So I think it's just at Raquel Leota, if you want, you know, so we could try that. And then. Yeah, I love um, it. I do have an email. It's Raquel Leota or Leota Raquel at Gmail. So Leota Raquel at Gmail. And it's spelled L-E-O-T-A and then R-A-Q-U-E-L awesome so either of those either of those would be wonderful (laughs) any any last thoughts that you'd like to leave the audience with no I just I think kind of you know just reiterating just that uh, just to really appreciate every day every day's a gift you know I was just reading this where it was like nothing's nothing about tomorrow is promised you know and really just allow yourself to be vulnerable as stressful as that can be or as like uncomfortable as that can be because I feel like with just the time that we live in, we're all so busy. We're also, you know, hustle and bustle. But when we can take the time to be vulnerable with other people, that's when you really connect with them. And that's when you feel like what, what I feel like life's all about is like our connections with people, you know? So I would just try and, and just smiling. I think that's the best thing, you know, smile at somebody that you are seeing. Like it's, I feel like when you're smiling, you're doing more for yourself than you are for the person. Like, because it just, uh, that's just me though you know how I am yeah so, yeah but yeah I think that smile would be the, that's just, so beautiful yeah everybody needs a smile especially in the world right now that we live well you can't really see him behind a mask so that gets a little tricky maybe just <laughs> you can still squint and have the eyes, yes, the eyes like, I'm you know? smiling with my eyes <laughs> Aww, that's so wonderful smile and um be present with people and giving their your time is the most be valuable present. thing gift that you can yes. give amen to that that's awesome, Raquel. It's been a delight to have you on. Thank you for having um, me. Again, thanks for sharing this and being so open and sharing this crazy thing that happened in your life. And I'm so happy for you and so proud of you. And you're just amazing. So I'm sure that all of you have completely enjoyed this as much as I have today. And 
Uh, she's inspired all of us. So go live life fully and be present. Agreed. Thank you, my friend. We hope you guys all have a beautiful day. Yeah, thanks, Raquel. Yes. Thank you, my dear. Love you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Nudia's Mastermind. It's an absolute pleasure of mine to be able to share the space with you. There is something so powerful about brilliant minds coming together to help other people grow and to inspire them to enjoy the zest for life. Please subscribe and also follow me on YouTube and on Instagram. My handle is nuria.p.rivera. Now go and create an amazing life.